All right, I want to say good morning, good morning. Let us begin a beautiful, beautiful daf ahead of us today. Begin by thanking all of our sponsors. Thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Teves. Our daf Yomi Shir, Hashem, in honor of or in memory of Mr. Milton Martyr, Mordechai Ben David, Ben, Mordechai David, Ben Rafala, Kohen, Zichron of the Bracha. To thank the Elbaum family for dedicating all the Shurman Joshos this month in memory of Jerry Elbaum, Yaakov Kapol, Ben Revavram Menachem, to thank our week of learning sponsors, Paul and Kathy Pollock, and the Swiss of Rafushlim, Mafara by David Cancer of David Akoin, Ben Leah, and Saeed and Sima Haken for dedicating the week of learning the Eloi Nishmas Sima's parents, Miriam Bas Elazar, and Yecheskel Ben Aga Sela. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the Nishamas will have an Aliyah, the families in the Chama, and all those who require a Rafuah should have one together with Kol Chol Yisrael. With that, let us begin. Today's daf is Ayin Zayin. Really great Gemara today. 77. 77. So we'll say, so we're actually picking up right on the top of the daf. If you remember again, I just, I don't want you to forget the end of yesterday's daf, which we'll come back to towards the end of the year. So remember again, I will say the Gemara transition to a seemingly unrelated topic. Unrelated topic, the, the, the common thread was Chia, So remember again, the Gemara was talking about the idea that these great Rabbanim were annulling vows, were annulling vows while preoccupied with other activities, right? Based on the idea that they felt that Hataras Nedarim could be accomplished through simple Charata, and simple charata is just remorse. So it doesn't require really any real work on the part of the Chacham to find a Pesach, to find an opening. All it requires is genuine remorse on the part of the vower to go ahead and undo the vow. Therefore, again, Chia Barav is shooting his arrows, right? Rabba is sometimes sitting, sometimes standing, kind of doing his own thing, right? And, and ultimately, again, it's not a problem because all they need to do is listen to the remorse. Of the of the vower and all is good. Fine. So I'm going to say so. Keep that kind of keep that on the side and let's go back to the type of ayin zayin. Tanan hasam. We'll say very interesting gemara. Tanan hasam. Mefirin nedarim b'shabbos finish adon nedarim shein l'tzorak shabbos. So I'm going to say. So remember again, just to just to reframe our terms, we have hafaras nedarim and hataras nedarim. Hafara refers to the process of revocation that a husband and a father could do for a wife slash daughter, versus hatara, which represents the ability of the ability of a chacham to go ahead and revoke the nether. Again, we'll, we'll discuss like kind of which is revocation, which is annulment, right? Even though again we've been using those terms interchangeably throughout this entire time, but we'll probably, we'll probably be better off stating, we'll probably be better off using hatara as annulment versus hafara as revocation. Because we'll say again, j- just to frame that for just a moment, right? Because remember again, a father and a husband have the ability to literally revoke the nether, right? They could go ahead and like pull it back. They could say, no, that's not a nether. As opposed to, as opposed to a chacham who doesn't really have the ability to revoke. He has the ability to help devour Annul the nether. Okay, so in any event, the Mishnah says as follows: So what can you do? You can go ahead and do hafaras nedarim on Shabbos, and ultimately, again, you could do nishanul nedarim. You could do hataras nedarim that have that if there is a if, if there is a Shabbos need. If there is a Shabbos need, so both say. If you notice, the wording here is very interesting. It sounds like hafaras nedarim could be done on Shabbos no matter what. No matter what, and hataras nedarim, that's nishanul nedarim. You could go ahead and annul a neder 
If what? If it serves some type of Shabbos purpose. Some type of Shabbos purpose. Take a look at the Ran for just a moment. The Ran is on the top of Ayin Zayin. Mafirin Nidarim, Baal Ishto, Vinish Alim, Nidarim Lachacham. Fine. So you buy the hope. Sigmar Sakasha. What's the Kasha? So you must say, Mafirin Nidarim, Bishabbos, Tzorach HaShabbos, Old Dilma Afilu Shalom Tzorach. So you here's the interesting question. When we say, because right now, remember again, we're still in the topic of Hafara, right? That's really our primary topic over here. The ability of a husband or a father to go ahead and annul the vows of, oh, to revoke, right? To revoke the vows of a wife slash daughter. So we'll say, see, here's the Shaila. So let's just play this out. Ruben's married to Rachel, right? Rachel makes an edder on Shabbos. So now again, Ruben has the power of Hafara. Ruben Hazan has the ability to go ahead and revoke the nether. So when we say that he could revoke a nether on Shabbos, what type of nedarim does that refer to? Is that the tzorech Shabbos? Does that mean like this, that he could revoke a nether if the nether itself has Shabbos implications? Or maybe he has the ability to revoke a nether, even if what? Even if it doesn't have Shabbos implications. So I'll just give you a very simple example. So if she made a nether and she said, you know what, I'm not going to drink wine. Okay, not drink. Okay, so not drinking wine has Shabbos implications. Right? As opposed to a nether that I'm not going to, uh, you know, I'm not going to visit China. Right? So again, so that's fine, but that, that, that nether doesn't have any Shabbos implications. So I'll say, very interesting, Shaila. So does the license for Afaras Nedarim does that allow for nether revocation on Shabbos itself? I'm sorry. So for our first does that allow for revocation on Shabbos if the nether had... Say it differently. Does the nether need Shabbos implications in order to allow for afara on Shabbos or not? So we'll say that's the shayl. Oh, Dilma. Maybe not. Maybe the power of revocation is, as I will say, that whether the nether has Shabbos implications or not, the nether itself can be revoked on Shabbos. So let's analyze. So the Gemara says as follows: Detani Tashma, Detani Ravzuti, Debeid Rav Papi, Ein Mefirin Edarim El Lutzarech Hashabbos. So we'll say. So what happens? So here it seems to be pretty explicit. Ravzuti, Debeid Rav Papi says you can only annul Nedarim on Shabbos or revoke Nedarim on Shabbos if they have Itzarech for Shabbos. So the ability of a husband to uh, to revoke his wife's Nedarim, the ability of a father to revoke his daughter's Nedarim on Shabbos can only be done if the nether itself has Shabbos implications. Am Ravashi, Ravashi says, here's the problem, here's the problem. Our Mishnah does not support this reading, right? Our Mishnah does not support this reading. How so? Listen to this, Rabbi So, Nodra im Chashecha, what did our Mishnah say? Our Mishnah said, Rabbi if she, remember again, Rabbi say, our Mishnah was talking about something a little bit different, right? Our Mishnah was highlighting the time frame in which a person has four hafaras nedarim. So remember again, the Mishnah said, hafaras nedarim kalayom. You write, the husband has the ability to be made for his wife's nedar, father to daughter, the entire day. What does entire day mean? What does entire day mean? Calendar day. So the Mishnah said, so sometimes you have more time, sometimes you have less time. So remember again, the example I both say that the Mishnah gave was, was what? A woman makes a nedar, a wife makes a nedar, belele Shabbos. Right, she makes an enter on Friday night. On Friday night, how long does the husband have for nether revocation? The entire Friday night, throughout the entire Shabbos. So, 
if she goes ahead and she makes an nether on Friday night, he has the ability to revoke her nether until the end of Shabbos. Until the end of Shabbos. So says the Gemara, V'i Amrit, L'tzorach HaShabbos in, Shelo L'tzorach HaShabbos lo. Now if you say that the only time that a husband has the right to revoke his wife's nether on Shabbos is if the nether has Shabbos implications, so my area chashecha, why are you, why are you framing it? I see said, the Mishnah, the Mishnah seems to make the entire discussion about time and doesn't focus at all on what? On what? On the nature of the nether. In other words, the, she, she made a nether Friday night, she made a nether Friday night. How long does he have to revoke it? Until, until ultimately again Shabbos is over. Shabbos is over. But there's no discussion about what the actual neder was about. So the And if you say that the only type of neder a husband is permitted to revoke on Shabbos is a type of neder which has Shabbos implications. So my Then ultimately again, why are you framing this? Ultimately, that he has until nightfall on Matzei Shabbos. There's a case of say where even he he doesn't have the entire calendar day for another revocation. What would be that case? There would be a case of where she made a nether and the nether has nothing to do with Shabbos, or I should say, the nether has no Shabbos implications. If the nether has no Shabbos implications, then revocation should not be permitted. The Rebbe say the fact that the Mishnah does not make that distinction indicates to us what that according to the Mishnah. A husband has the power to do hafara on Shabbos on what kind of nether? Any kind of nether. Any kind of nether. So both sides. So this is so, so, so far, so just want to point out here's what we have. Here's what we have. We have Ravzuti Debade Rafapi saying that hafara, nether revocation, only works if the nether has Shabbos implications. So if she made the wife made a nether that has absolutely no Shabbos implications, husband does not have the right to be made for that type of nether on Shabbos. Our Mishnah, while not addressing this explicitly, seems to clearly indicate that any type of hafara is permitted. Why? For the simple reason that the Mishnah does not even delve into the topic of the topic of the nether. Rather, again, the Mishnah just simply says, a husband has a calendrical day, calendar day in which to annul the nether. Therefore, if she made a nether Friday night, he has until, he has until Shabbos night, Monday Shabbos, in order to go and annul it. And the Mishnah does not address the topic of the nether at all, which seems to indicate that from the perspective of the Mishnah, it doesn't matter. Namely, that a husband has the ability to be made for any type of nether, any type of nether on Shabbos. They both say, take a quick look at the Ran. I'll show you something interesting here. So the Ran has a little bit of a different take on this. The Ran says, you see the Ran, it's in the short lines, in the short lines, uh, one, two, three lines in. Hafidu b'socha yom nami lo yafer d'shalot tzorechu, t'chevan dimchashecha nadra, the Ran looks at this differently. The Ran says like this. Let's, let's look at the other case. Right? What's the other case? She makes a nether. Imagine for a moment again. Shabbos is over at uh, 5.30. She makes a nether. She makes a nether at... Uh, well, the truth is that's not a good example. Because remember again, we spoke about the Fernidarim. When does the day end? When does the day end? Shkia, sunset. Remember again, we saw this uh, last two weeks ago. The Fernidarim, the day begins at sunrise and the day ends at sunset. So let's say for argument's sake, okay, sunset is uh, 4.45. Okay, for argument's sake. So let's say, so what happens? She makes a nether at 4.30. At 4.30 on Shabbos day. So what's the halacha? What's the halacha? 
He could be made for it. Now the Ran says, the Ran says, I don't care what your nether is at 4.30, that nether has no Shabbos implications. Right? Why? Why? Because effectively, for the time, Shabbos up in 15 minutes. Right? So the Ran said, so this is so interesting. So, the, so and this is true, by the way, even if she said, I'm not going to eat meat, I'm not going to drink meat. Fine. Fine. There's 15 minutes left to Shabbos. Right? Lamaisa, again, it's not. So the Ran says, so interesting, the fact that a husband could annul the nether, literally, again, she makes nether five minutes before Shabbos is over, and the husband has the power to revoke that, that indicates to us that halacha lemaisa, you can revoke a nether even without Shabbos implications. Look at the Ran. Kevan deimachashecha nadra ma'itzorach Shabbos yesh ba'farasa. It's right, since again lemaisa, she can make a nether right before Shabbos is over. And he could annul that nether. That shows that even if the nether doesn't have Shabbos implications, he could annul it. Elevadai afilu shelo litzorech mefer lefi shazman over. Kedikhtani shemchash havalo hefer shuv eni yochalo hafer. Fine, so we'll get to this in just a moment. So I'll say, so I'm just pointing out, you can understand the Gemara's proof in two ways. Possibility one is like the Ran, namely the fact that he can annul the nether right before Shabbos is over, right? She made the nether right before Shabbos is over, he can annul it. That nether has no Shabbos implications, yet he can do it. Although the Pasha Peshat in the Gemara is that what the Mishnah says, since the Mishnah does not at all delve into the topic of the nether, right? The Mishnah doesn't even discuss that. That tells us from the Mishnah's perspective, the topic of the nether is irrelevant. So whether she made an edu that has Shabbos implications, doesn't make an edu, didn't make an edu, made Shabbos implications, husband has power of revocation on Shabbos. Incredible. To which the Gemara says, you're right, Tanoihi. In fact, this is a machlokes Tanoim. They will say, what's a machlokes Tanoim? Can a husband annul a nether on Shabbos when the nether has no Shabbos implications? That is a machlokes Tanoim. Afar aside, so Tanoihi. I will say that this is incredible. So this is so fascinating. So I will say, the Machlokes Tanoim is not simply Machlokes Tanoim about whether or not you could annul Nedarim which have no Shabbos implications on Shabbos. Rather, this Machlokes Tanoim is the original Machlokes Tanoim. Namely, what is the duration for Nedar revocation? I will say this goes back to the first Machlokes you had in this Sugya. Namely, Tanakama holds, Rabbanon holds, the Hafaras Nadarim is the entire calendar day. Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Eliezer hold that what? It's 24 hours. Watch this. Watch this. Leman Dharma Kalayom in Tfeilo. So the opinion that says that the window for nether annulment or nether revocation is a calendar day and no more. Afilu Shelo Litzorah HaShabbos Mefer. Then you can even annul non-Shabbos relevant Nidarim on Shabbos. So we'll say, what's the logic? What's the logic? You have, a much, you have potentially a much smaller window. A much smaller window. So because you have a much smaller window, you can't tell a husband that he can't annul non-Shabbos relevant Nidarim on Shabbos because otherwise he may lose out on the entire window. However, Laman but the opinion, i.e. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Eliezer, who hold that you have a 24-hour period, so L'Tzorach HaShabbos, in Shalom L'Tzorach HaShabbos Lo. You could annul Shabbos-relevant Nidarim on Shabbos, but Nidarim which do not have a Shabbos relevance cannot be annulled on Shabbos, and it's not a big deal. Why is it a big deal? 
you'll always have time after Shabbos. You'll always have time after Shabbos. Shabbos now again, by the way, even in the Me'es Le'es, can you come to a situation where the Me'esa, you would Tech, technically speaking, if you go ahead and you make a nether right at the beginning of Shabbos, right? Could be ace, like ace, sorry, yeah, but that that would be such an uncommon type of situation. That would be so exact like that. So I will say it's really quite interesting. So what the Gemara is doing over here is aligning the two machloksim. So there are two machloksim which line up with each other beautifully. Machlokis number one is a general machlokis about what is the window of nether replication for a husband to a wife. So right, so again, we have the Rabbanon saying the window is calendrical day, calendar day, a yom, a yom. Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Eliezer, 24 hours. That same machlok is now, it lines up with, are you allowed to annul or revoke? Are you allowed to revoke non-Shabbos relevant nidarim on Shabbos itself? So again, if you hold that you only have a calendar day for revocation, the answer is Yes. Right, because otherwise we're concerned the window's gonna close. But if you are that you have 24 hours, then ultimately the answer is no. Just do it either before or after Shabbos. Incredible, incredible. We'll see the resolution of this in just a little bit, the Mirat Sashem. I said the Gemara again, we went on Vinish Allah and the Sarka Shabbos. So I'll say so you remember again the Gemara quoted, quoted from the Mishnah above. Now I both said the, the Mishnah in which we started today's daf, which was the Tanan House from the beginning of Ayin Zayin, is the Mishnah in Shabbos. So that Mishnah on Shabbos continues and says, Vinish Alin. Vinish Alin, Lena Darm Shein, Shabbos. Furthermore, again, you can do Sheila. I will say, I remember again, Sheila is Hataras Nidarim. Hataras Nidarim done with a Chacham, a Tamil Chacham. So you're allowed to do Sheila, you're allowed to do Hataras Nidarim for Nidarim that are Litzorech Shabbos. So I will say, here, the Mishnah is much more specific. So here, the Mishnah seems to clearly indicate that Hataras Nidarim can only be done on Shabbos for Nidarim which have Shabbos implications. So Yibaylu, so we'll say, listen to this. So when is this true? Now I'll say, remember, what is a major distinction between Hataras Nidarim and Hafaras Nidarim? Major distinction? Time. Time is the biggest one. So remember again, Hafara only has a limited window, right? Once the husband hears of the Nidarim, remember again, the clock only starts once he becomes aware of the Nidarim, but once he becomes aware of that nether, he's got a day. He's got a day. Okay, smach locus. Is a day a calendar day? Is a day a 24-hour period? Whatever it is, he only has a day. That's very different than she'ila. Right? If you make a nether, remember again, the process of she'ila is initiated by the vower. If you've made a nether, and now again, you want to have that nether annulled, how, what's your window for annulment? What's your window? However you want. However long you want. In other words, we'll say there, there is no window. Or I should say, there's no statute of limitations on the annulment of that particular nether. See, here's what's interesting. So now what we just said is like this. I make a nether. I made a nether. I'm not going to eat bread or wine. So that's the nether I make, right? So we'll say, so that is clearly a nether that has Shabbos implications. Okay. So now the Mishnah said that I'm allowed to go to a Kacham in order to do Hataras Nedarim for that nether on Shabbos. So now the Gemara asked the following Shailah. When we say that I can do this on Shabbos, what's the case? Is it a case where I didn't have time to do Hataras Nadarim before Shabbos? So because I couldn't get it done before Shabbos, therefore I'm allowed to do it on Shabbos, or maybe not, or maybe, or maybe not, maybe even if I had time, I can still do it on Shabbos. Was it? You hear the Shailah? Hear the Shailah? 
When we allow you to do Atharas Nedarim on Shabbos for a Nedar, which has Shabbos implications, is that anytime, whenever I want, right? It's, it's most convenient. I had a busy week. It's most convenient for me to do Atharas Nedarim on Shabbos. I'm going to save this for Shabbos or no. You could do it on Shabbos if for some reason you're precluded from doing so during the week. But if you could have done it during the week, you dafka cannot do this on Shabbos. So that's, that's the Shaila. So it says the Gemara. So Tashma, Tashma, there is the Kiku le Rabbanon le Braid Rav Zutra, Braid Rav Zira, Afilu Benedarim Shahayalem Penaim Yom. So the Gemara answers this with a story. What's the story? That the Rabbanon, the Rabbanon set aside time for the son of Rav Zutra, the son of Rabbi Zira, to go ahead and annul his Nedarim on Shabbos, even though they had time to do so before Shabbos, which I will say again is pretty good circumstantial evidence to point us in what direction. That Allah Hataras Nedarim, for Nedarim, which have Shabbos implications, can be done on Shabbos, even if what? Even if what? You had time to do it before Shabbos. So you could purposely go ahead and delay Hataras Nedarim to Shabbos itself. Okay, very interesting. So Savar of Yosef Lameimar, Nishalim Nidarim Bishabis Piyochin Mumcha in Bishloshad Yotoslo. But I was listening to this. So now, so just so kind of if you just trace this a little bit. Right? So, so far, what have we established? Right? So we've established, I will say, so can you do Hafaras Nidarim on Shabbos? Can you do Hafaras Nidarim on Shabbos? What's the answer to that? It depends. Right? It depends on what? It depends on the Machlok, it's about what the window for Hafara is. If you hold the window is Me'is Le'is 24 hours, you can't do it on Shabbos. If you hold the window is Yom, one calendar day, you can do it on Shabbos. What about Hataras Nedarim on Shabbos, going to a Chacham? Could that be done on Shabbos? The answer is, again, it depends. So what does it depend on? Number one, is it a Nedar which has Shabbos implications? So if it's a Nedar of Shabbos implications, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. And by the way, the answer is yes, even to the point that what? Even to the point that if you had time to do it before Shabbos, you could intentionally delay it to Shabbos itself. So now, Hataras Nedarim is permitted on Shabbos as long as the Nedar has Shabbos implications. So I'm going to say this is fascinating. Rav Yosef came along and he said, one second, one second, let's frame the process a little bit differently. What type of Hataras Nedarim is mutter on Shabbos? Only with the Yachid Mumcha. I was remembering, I was talking about this. There are two ways in which you could do Hataras Nedarim. Number one, you could go to an outstanding scholar, Yochid Mumcha, right? Someone who is someone who is a Tamt Chacham in these areas, or a based in of even three laymen, right? Three regular guys. So listen this. Rabbi Yosef said, "What type of Hatarasam can you do on Shabbos? Only a Yochid Mumcha. You could do Hatarasam with an individual. What can't you do? B'shloshet Yotos Lo. You can't do Hataras Nedarim on Shabbos with a based in of three people. Why not?" Mishum de Mechsi Kedina. Wow. Because you're both saying, this looks like, this looks like a Din Torah. This looks like you're adjudicating one. I will say, a based Din is not allowed to adjudicate a case on Shabbos. Now, why can't a based Din adjudicate a case on Shabbos? So I will say, this is a Din Terabanon, lest you come to right. Siva. So this is a Din Terabanon, in order to safeguard us of course, which makes sense. 
Because they're about to say, often what's part of a Din Torah? The Dayanim are recording notes, or the Dayanim are going to record a Psaq. So therefore, you are not allowed to go ahead and sit in a Din Torah, or sit for a Din Torah on Shabbos, lest you come to write. There's also maybe other potential issues of like Mecca Memkar, transactional items, but again, we'll just go with Ksiba. So I will say, so interestingly enough, so Rabbi Yosef is coming along to say that Halacha Lamaisa, yes, you can do a Taras Adarim on Shabbos if the Nether has Shabbos implications, but only a type of Taras Adarim which is done with an individual, not with a base din of three, because again, that looks like din and sitting down for adjudication of a case on Shabbos is Asr, Alz Ksiva, Kosev. So the Gemara says as follows, only Abaye Kevan the Svira Lan Afila Mu'umad Afila Bekrovim Ba'afila Balayla Lo Mischazik Kedina. So I was saying this is fascinating. Abaye said, No, 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 not true, not true. Since Hataras Nadarim in general could be done even standing up, since Hataras Nadarim could be done even with relatives, and since Hataras Nadarim could be done even at night, it doesn't have the appearance of din. Now I will say this goes back. This goes back to what we said before, right? We'll say, that's why I mentioned, on, well, remember our last Gemara on Ayin Vav base, where what was happening when, when Rav, um, sorry, when Chia Barav was annulling the nether, right? Was, or was, was, was annulling the nether, right? So what was he doing? He was shooting arrows, right? Rav was sitting, standing, so let's listen to this. So comes along Rav Yosef, I'm sorry, comes along, comes along, uh, I'm sorry, I just lost the place. Thank you. Good. Abai, thank you. Comes along Abai, and since Abai said, since Halacha Lamaisa, Hataras Nadarim is so informal. It's so informal. I'll say, why is it so informal? It could be done sitting, standing, even relatives could potentially be part of the based in, could even be done at night. And I will say, now why is all of this true? Why is Hataras Nadarim so informal? Because you will say, how can what affect Hataras Nadarim? Charata. So because all I need is Charata. I don't need a Pesach. I don't need a Pesach. I will say, by the way, this is, I just want to point out, this is what we do by Hataras Nadarim. Right? By Hataras Nadarim. And the basin of Hataras Nadarim, you can have a relative sitting on that basin. Right? In general, again, in general, when it comes to matters of adjudication of law, relatives are apostle. For Edith's relatives are apostle. Yet for Hataras Nadarim, you can even have your, your parent, your sibling, sitting on that basin. They both say, what's the Lashon of Ataras Nadarim? How, how do you affect Ataras Nadarim? The Kulon is Charatna. It's Charata. It's Charata. That, that, that's the whole Chap to Ataras Nadarim. All you need is Charata. Right? All I need ultimately again is remorse. So because that's all I need, therefore again, I really need a very loose legal framework. So therefore Abaye says, no one is going to mistake Ataras Nadarim for a Din Torah, for a Din Torah, right? So therefore, again, Abaye felt, Abaye felt that you could even go out and do Ataras Nadarim, even with a base Din of three on Shabbos. Now again, remember, the caveat is going to be that what type of Nadar, what type of Nadar can you annul on Shabbos? Only a Nadar with Shabbos implications. It's very important. In other words, you can't do Ataras Nadarim for anything, but a Nadar with Shabbos implications can be annulled even with a base Din of three. Incredible, incredible. So the Gemara goes later. Amrabi Abba Amrav Huna Amrav Halacha Mefirin Nidarim Balayla. So what's this? Next? Rabbi Abba said in the name of Rav Huna, said in the name of Rav, the halacha is you could do Hafaras Nidarim even at night. 
Rebbe so again, we're jumping back now. We jump back, right? So this is now hafaras nedarim. Right, hafaras nedarim could be done even at night, even at night. So again, a father could annul his daughter's vow, right? Or revoke, right? A husband could revoke his wife's vow. So the Gemara says, one second, Bahamas nisini, no jabalele Shabbos. Rebbe say, okay, that's fine. It's not such a bechidish. We learned this in the Mishnah. What did the Mishnah say? Even if she makes a nether on the night of Shabbos, he could revoke it. Oh, you're right. You're right. The halacha wasn't that you could do a faras nedarim at night. What was the halacha? You could do hataras nedarim at night. Hataras nedarim. The halacha, again, whether you're going to a yachid mumcha, an individual, or whether you're going to a basin of three, that could be done even at night. So now listen to this. Now I want to point out Rabbi Abba, Rabbi Abba was ultimately, again, quoting from Rafuna, who quoted from Rav, that you could even do hataras, excuse me, hafaras nedarim at night. Sorry, hataras nedarim at night. So Rabbi Abba Rafuna. So Rabbi Abba said to Rafuna, Amar Rav Hachi, did Rav actually say this? What he was asking is, did you hear Rav say this? That hataras nedarim could be done at night. Amar Lei Ishtik. Yeah, what happened was, Someone said this in front of Rav, and Rav was quiet. Rav was quiet. So somebody said in front of Rav, "Hataras nedarim could be done at night," and Rav was silent. Rav was silent, and I will say, silence is acquiescence. That's, that's where we're assuming over here. The fact that he was quiet and he didn't object means that he agrees with this. So I say, "This is great." Amrlei, Amrlei. So Rabbi Abba responded back to Ravuna, "Ishte ka'amrit, oshasi ka'amrit." See, Rabbi said, this is very interesting. There are two different types of silence, right? If you take a look, Rabbi said, take a look at the Ran. It's the last four lines of the Ran, right after the period, in the fourth to last line, fourth line up from the bottom. Ve'istegarsi, the second version of the Ran. Ve'istegarsi, Amrav, Amr, Amr, Rav, Hachi, Amrle, Amrle, Ishtik, Amrle, Ashkian, Kamrit, O Ishtikan, Kamrit, Amrle, Tasha, the Amra, Dami, Gavahaki, Berusho, Amrav, Hachi, so Amrav, Hachi, Rabbi Abba, Shaol, Rafuna. So I will say, so Rabbi Abba says, so Rav Huna says like this. Rav Huna said that someone said in front of Rav that you could do hataras nedarim at night. Hataras nedarim at night. So what, so, what, so, so what did Rav Huna say? Rav Huna said, yeah, someone said in front of Rav and Rav was silent. Fine. So Rabbi Abba says to Rav Huna, one second, there are different things that silence can mean. He says, im shama meirav beferish. So did you hear Rav actually say this halacha? Veheshiv lo, Rafuna, Rafuna said, no, no, I never heard Rav say it explicitly. Instead, what did I hear? Amar kameh Rav, the Rav shasa. So again, I'll say, so just to get this clear, Rafuna quotes this halacha in the name of Rav, namely, that she could do a taras nedarim at night. So Rabbi Abba says, okay, Rafuna, did you hear Rav say that? And I'll say, by the way, we have conversations like this all the time, right? Oh, so-and-so said something. Did you hear them say that? Did you actually hear them say those words? So ultimately, Rabbi Abba says to Rafuna, Rafuna, did you hear Rav say that a taras nedarim could be done at night? To which Rabbi Abba said, "I will say you could hear this conversation happening." To which Rabbi Abba said, "Well, no, he didn't exactly say it, right? But rather, again, someone said it in front of him, and Rav was quiet. And Rav was quiet. So Rabbi Abba, Ravuna, Rabbi Abba said, one second. Okay, so let's talk about this. So now, first of all, Rav never said it, right? Rav was quiet. Hadishasak lecha Rav mishum there are different things that silence, right? So was it like the type of silence of acquiescence? For example, for example, I go over to Ruvain. I say, Ruvain, 
here's a cup of wine, right? And Reuven is silent, accepting the cup of wine. So sometimes silence could mean agreement. Or sometimes a person is silent, and silence is an expression of displeasure. Displeasure. That Rav doesn't say anything, and Rav counted on you being enough of a Chacham to recognize that his silence was not acquiescence, his silence was displeasure. So I will say, so this is incredible. So now you have, now you have Rabbi Abba asking back to Rav Una, was the silence like the type of silence by drinking, where someone offers you a glass of wine and you don't have to say anything? I'm in, right? I, I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm accepting that. Or was the silence almost like a certain like indignation about how can you see such a thing like that? And the fact that Rav didn't respond indicated his displeasure with this ruling. So the Gemara says, is dokik le Rav le Rabba Shabbat so says, now listen to this. So the Gemara, so the Gemara says, the Gemara says, Rav Ika Bar Avin said, I'm sorry, so the Gemara says, so Rav Ika Bar Avin said, there was an episode where ultimately again, Rav went ahead and, Rav went ahead and did Hataras Nedarim for, Izdakik uh, Bey, I'm sorry, Izdakik Le Rav Le Rabba, Bikituna De Bey Rav. So ultimately again, Rav did Hataras Nedarim for Rabba, in one of the rooms of the base medrash. And I will say, this happened when? At night. At night. So the Gemara answers with a story where Rav himself did hataras nadarim for someone at night. Okay. So I will say, so that's a pretty good indication that halacha lamaisa, that Rav was in fact fully on board with his halacha, and that his silence represented an acquiescence. Incredible. So the Gemara goes weiter. Oh, so the Gemara says, O maid. I'm sorry, that actually, so that's the end of the sentence. Right? Rav did this hataras nadarim how? First of all, Rav was standing. Number two, he did it by himself. And number three, it was at night. Okay? So let's say, so we got it to three, four, right? So we got everything. So that indicates to us that what? That Rav holds that Allah Khulamaisa, hataras nadarim, number one, can be done at night. That was the core question. It also tells us it can be done alone, which again is not a Kiddush, and ultimately standing. They both say, once again, what does standing represent? What does standing represent? that it doesn't require an intense level of concentration. Now, why not? Because what's all you need for hataras nedarim? Charata. Charata, beautiful. Amar Rabbah, Amar Nachman, Halacha, Nish'amen nedarim, Omeid, Yechidi, Ubalayla, Ubeshabes, Ubekrovin. Okay, so Rabbah says, now it comes on Rabbah, Sidney Rabbah Nachman, that what's the halacha Rabbah say? Nish'am, hataras nedarim, it could be done by an individual, it could be done at night, it can be done on Shabbos, and it can even be done by relatives. And not only that, even if they had time, even if they had time before Shabbos, all of this can get done on Shabbos. So I will say, the one caveat still seems to be that what? What type of nether? What type of nether? Ultimately, again, nether that has Shabbos implications. But if the nether has Shabbos implications, again, you could do it at night. You could do it as an individual. You could do it on Shabbos, even if you had time to do it before Shabbos. I, what time do we learn? So we'll say, but one second. Now, the Gemara is challenging this Omei piece. So we'll say, so the common theme, and this was, again, this was the theme that began on Ayin Vav days, that all Hataras Nidarim really needs is Charata. So because all, all the Chacham needs in order to go ahead and say, Mutterlach, 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 is for the vower to express remorse. I, I regret having made the nether. So I will say, so because the threshold, because the bar is so low, for Ataras Nedarim, 
Therefore, again, it doesn't really require, it doesn't really require the concentration of the Yochid, the Yochid Mumcha, the Tamz Chacham, the sage who's going to annul the Nether. But is that true? Is that true? Vahotanya, we learn, Yor Nidro. I also have a story where someone came to Rabbi Gamliel for, excuse me, someone came to Rabbi Gamliel, ultimately, again, for Ataras and Dharam. So I will say, what happened? The person approached Rabbi Gamliel and he was sitting on his donkey. He was sitting on his donkey. What did Rabbi Gamliel do? He dismounted, he got off his donkey, he sat down, or I should say, he wrapped himself in his talus and he sat down. And then he was mapped the nether, which I will say seems to indicate us. So what was Rabbi Gamliel doing? What was he doing? What was he doing? Concentrating. He was concentrating. So dismounting the donkey, wrapping himself in the talus sitting down, which seems to indicate that Atalas what that what? That Atalas and Dharam requires significant concentration. So what's going on over here? So also we just got finished saying that Talocha is you could even go to me matter in the Dharam even standing up. Here we're saying you have to sit down requires concentration. So I will say to which the Gemara says, Sabar, Sabar, post I'm sorry. Uh, I just want to draw your attention over here that, that the Bach changes the Girsa over here. The Girsa according to the Bach is Rabbi Gamil Savar in Poschin Becharata, Rabbi Gamil Savar Poschin Becharata. So we'll say the Bach totally changes the Girsa. So again, the way, the way to read it is the way to read it is Rabbi Gamil Savar in Poschin Becharata. So again, holds, and we can, we'll say, this is a that goes back to the beginning of this Masechta. Rabbi Gamil holds, Charata is not enough. What do you need? What do you need in order to annul the nether? What do you need? What do you need? A Pesach. What's a Pesach, Rabbi say? What's a Pesach? Information that had I known then, what I know now, I would have never made the nether. Okay, so that, that, that's a more involved process. So that's already someone coming over. So, say, so the way that works is, Rabbi, right, somebody comes over to, to Rabbi Gamliel and says, Rabbi, Rabbi, I want to have my nether annulled. Why not my nether annulled? Okay, so, let's, okay, so let's, let's sit and talk. Let's sit and talk. Why do you want your nether annulled? And there's a process. Is there any new information that had you known then, what you know now, you would have not made that? So that that's a conversation already. Rabbi, say, so I just want to point out, the big difference between charata and and. Besach is just a conversation. Charata doesn't really require a conversation. We're both saying, what happens with Charata? How is the Charata? Someone comes before the Yachin Mumcha. What do they say? What do they say? I regret having me in the nether. What does the Yachin Mumcha say? Okay. Right, Motolach, have a great day. Okay. Right, have a great day. Right, so we'll say, Pesach, Pesach is a much more about Surah Begumniya holds, ain't posting the Charata. Charata is not enough, you need a Pesach. Okay, so that's why somebody approached him for Ataras Nadarim. He needs to get off the donkey, wrap himself in the talus, sit down, and find a real Pesach. On the other hand, Rav Nachman holds that Poschin Becharata. To which the Gemara says, Rav Gamil Sabar in Poschin Becharata, Me'iker Nodre Ba'inon, Ubaye Iyune, Ahachi Yashav. So I'll say, so ultimately, Rav Gamil holds, Becharata is not enough. Rather, again, you need a Pesach, so therefore that requires Iyun. That requires a real delving in conversation, discussion about the Charata. That's going to require concentration. That's why he gets off the donkey, wraps himself in the talus, and sits down. Conversely, Rav Nachman Savar, Poschin Becharata, Afilum Umad. Therefore, I will say again, Rav Nachman says, Halacha Lamaisa, you could even create a Pesach through Charata. 
and therefore you don't need to sit down. Hataras Hadaram can even be accomplished standing up. Incredible. Shabbos says, so I'll just point out over here, just before we get into this last part, the Rambam Paskins in Hilchos Shvuas, actually in Hilchos Shvuas, Perek Vav Halacha Vav. Hakrovim Kshem Lahatrin Adarim Shvuas, Umatirim Balayla, Umu Uma. Shabbos says, so first of all, Halacha Lamaisa, Hataras Nedarim can happen with relatives. Hataras Nedarim can happen at night. And Atara Sadarim could happen standing up. What does that tell you, Rabbi Why is all of that true? Because how can you be Matir Nedar? Charata. Charata. So we'll say it makes perfect sense. Now, now that all that I need is simple remorse. I will say this is so beautiful because like so many things are now coming together. All I need for Atara, so we'll say, remember again, this is Hatara, not Hafara. Hafara is between a husband and a wife, a father and a daughter. This is Hatara. I made a nether, I want to get out of it. I need either one of two things. A yachid mumcha, a tamad chacham, or three regular guys to constitute a beisdin. But the mechanism for hatar sadaram is simple, charata. All I need to do is come and voice my remorse for having made the nether, and it becomes mutter. Therefore, because it's not a formal, so to speak, din Torah, it's, it's, it's a loose, it's a loose beisdin. What's a loose beisdin? Even relatives, even standing up, even at night. Shein ha-hetra zed-din. I'm say, there it is. The Ramam says it. Because ha-toras nedarim is not a din Torah. It's not a, it's not a din. It's not a din. I'm going to say, ha-toras nedarim is not, is not the adjudication of a legal case. It's a simple, I need, I need, I need to, have regret, to have remorse, and I just need to voice that remorse in, some, in front of some type of formal body. But it's not considered din. Therefore, because it's not din, lefichach. Because it's not din, because it's not din, it can happen on Shabbos. Because I will say, if it was din, could you do it on Shabbos? No, why not? Ksiva, right? Because you might come to write it. But because it's not din, it could be done on Shabbos, but with the caveat that the nether in question has Shabbos ramifications, Shabbos implications. In other words, if my nether has nothing to do with Shabbos, then halacha l'maysai cannot go ahead and be matirid on Shabbos. But if it has what to do on Shabbos, ultimately, im hayu l'tzorach Shabbos, ultimately, again, halacha l'maysai, you matirid on Shabbos. Kigon, shiatir lo shvua, also kideh shiyochal ishtel, right? Let's say I made a neder or shvua, I'm not going to eat or drink today. That's a neder with Shabbos implications. Therefore, again, I could do a tarz for that on Shabbos. Vafilo, here it is. Hayu lo p'nai l'hadash osa o nijom e'er of Shabbos. I, I had Friday off. I had Friday off. I love I by all of us, right? I Friday off, and I have plenty of time to do at Tarzim on Erev Shabbos. The Ramam writes, no problem. Harezim matir b'Shabbos, hoyavu l'tar Shabbos. So I will say I can matir it on Shabbos as long as it has Shabbos ramifications or implications. So as long as the neder has Shabbos implications, you could do at Tarzim on Shabbos, and at Tarzim I will say simply requires charata. That's all. Incredible. Very important. Rambam Shavuos vav vav. Take a look at it. So I'll say, let's go back there. So let's listen to this. So Rav said to Rav Nachman, did you see this guy, this Tam Tchacham, who came from Eretz Yisrael? Va'amar, is that kiku le Rabbanon lebrei drafuna bar'avin v'sharu le nidrei. That the rabbis went ahead and helped out the son of Rafuna bar'avin and they permitted his nadarim. So I'll say, now listen to this. After they did hataras, so this is just a story. So right, there was hataras nadarim done for the son of Rav Huna. 
after they did as Hatar Sadarim, in other words, after he did his Chalata, and he did as Hatar Sadarim, Amrule, they said to him, Zil, Uboi Rachneal Nafsheikh. You should go do Tshuva. You should go do Tshuva. Why? Dechatosa, because you sinned. How did you sin? The Tani Rabdimi Achod Rav Safra, Kolhan Noder, Af Apishu Mechaimo Nikrachote. They will say, by the way, this theme comes up every single week in Dafyomi. That's what? Any person who makes a nether is called a sinner. They will say, we've spoken of this concept many times. Why is making a nether such a bad thing? So they will say, on the most basic level, because remember again, Hakodesh Baruch was already assured enough. Right? Whatever God wants to be usher, he's already made usher. Plus, he's vested Chazal with the power to make additional protective fences. We don't need to make any more soon. Hey, Chazal do what they need to. We do not need to make it. person makes a nether, they are generating additional isser. They're generating additional isser. Both say, what a nether also represents sometimes is a certain level of over, over self-confidence, overconfidence, being too self-confident. And as they both say, Salah again, because failure to perform a nether ultimately comes with significant consequences. A nether could sometimes even be construed as a demonstration of gaiva of arrogance. So either, again, you're answering things that you don't need to be answered, or in certain respects, it can even be viewed as a form of gaiva. So they were matter as nether, this guy, this son, son of Huna. But after they were matter as nether, they said, by the way, buddy, go into Chuba. Go into Chuba. Because you should have never gotten yourself into this place to begin with. So I both say, by the way, all of this is true, even if you perform the nether. So Amr of Zvid, Micro, what's the positive? lindar, so we'll say, so the, the literal title of the Pasuk is, if you will refrain from vowing, you will not have sin. So what can you infer from that? If you did not refrain from sinning, i.e. From, from making a nether, i.e. you made a nether, there's sin in the actual making of the nether itself. And as we'll say, we've seen this many times, Chazal don't want us to make nidarim. They don't want us to make nedarim. Kala noder afa pishu mekaimav. You made nedar, even though you fulfilled it. Nikra chote. Ultimately, again, I will say, which probably just uh, from, from a hashkafic piece, I will say just very quickly. It, it's interesting. What's so bad about making nedarim? What is so bad about making nedarim? I will say. So remember again, we spoke this out a little while ago. What's a nedar? A nedar is an obligation to act. Right? And it's an obligation to act a certain way. Right? And it could be to refrain from it, but again, it's to act a certain way. So I will say, and what does it do? It creates legal strictures around that form of behavior. I will say, if you need to get something done in life, you should be able to get it done without the formal strictures of a nether. If something is important enough to do, then get it done. If you need a nether to, get, to, to motivate you, what does that tell me? What does it tell me? that I'm not motivated enough to do the things I need to do in life. You, don't, you shouldn't need a nether to motivate you. If something needs to get done, the job should get done on its own without the legal strictures ultimately. That's why it says, even if you fulfilled the nether, if you fulfilled the nether, you're still called a sinner. Why? Because the fact that I need a nether in order to self-actualize, the fact that I need a nether in order to get the job done means there's something deficient in my personalistic drive for success. Why is it not enough for me to tell myself, move? Why is it not enough for me to tell myself, do? Why do I need the strictures of a nether to propel myself forward in the realm of dynamic activity and accomplishment? That in and of itself, say Chazal, 
is a personalistic failure. Incredible. Time. So we'll see you we'll stop over for today. We'll pick up at Merit Hashem. That's a new sugya tomorrow. Incredible. Incredible. Incredible.